Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Study Focus Podcast. This is just a little pre-bit before the main episode. Just to say sorry if Jack's audio is sounding a little bit off. He's recording on his phone in a hotel with potentially bad Wi-Fi. And there's a, some few times where it just rustles and gets a bit loud a bit. I've tried to take out as many as I can, but some of them I can't take out because it actually goes with his audio. This episode is an absolute banger. Hope you guys enjoy it and I'll speak to you all in the next one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Slightly Focused Podcast with me, Will George, and Callum Brimed is finally back after a few a few weeks it's off. Been a month. It's yeah, been a month. it's been a month. <laughs> like actually been a month since we have last recorded one together. But you know, we've been busy people. We've had uh, cancelled shoots, deadlines, and a lot of trips to and from the uni kit room. Oh yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Callum, you survived dead first lot of deadlines. Uh, to be fair, I didn't really have any deadlines apart from mid unit review. Well, that's, that's good. That's like my only one. So it was pretty good. It was, it was and today, there. today, Callum, we are joined by two amazing guests, Mister Jack Brooks and Luke J Peterson. Yeah. Hello. Thanks Let's for go. Me, William. So, Mister <laughs> Mister Peterson is. A, I'd say a TikToker and uh, Instagram photographer. Is that how you describe your, your... TikToker? Eh? I'm getting called a TikToker. Yeah, <laughs> well that's how that's how I found um, you. And through Jack, but okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, TikTok and then uh, filmmaker and photographer and f- yes. as well. And then Mr. Jack Brooks over there. I know <laughs> from went to college with Jack. First words Jack said to me is like. Do you know who Jacob Owens is? I think was like one of the first <laughs> things Jack, Jack said yeah, to me. And Jack, you now are a first AC, am I correct? On different shoots. You uh, are muted, by the way. Uh, AC and second AC. Oh. There we go. Uh, second AC and oh, AC. Second, second AC. Depends on the project. Yeah. So you work. Not, not quite there, just not, yet. Not quite there yet. Is DOP the dream job? <laughs> Uh, no, camera operator. Camera operator. It was DOP back in college, but. Do you realise? You realise being DOP was too much responsibility and you couldn't handle it. <laughs> no, I just couldn't bother to do it. Mate. It's too, too much paperwork. Mate. I was just like, being on set, no responsibility. Give me a camera. Easy peasy. Get me paid. Get me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. So Jack, that's, that's the dream. So Jack, you've been working on yeah. some big projects recently, yeah. Yeah, uh, currently on a docudrama for the next, well, six weeks, currently on the third week. Uh, yeah, it's going good so far. Sounds good. Uh, in Norfolk. Hey, that's what we like to be hearing, a nice local Which is rare. <laughs> a nice local shoot, <laughs> which is, yeah, definitely a rarity. It's something you're enjoying. You've done a bit of work for other local companies as well, like for different Netflix shows, haven't you, as well? Mm. Yeah, Ember, Heist, uh, October, Epic. Right. Pretty much everyone in Norfolk. <laughs> if, if, if they make films in Norwich or Norfolk, Jack's probably worked for them. That is, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much a good start. Right, I think I'll start off with the the, the most basic level question for everyone. Um, I'll start off with Jack Duker because he is like the baby of the group. Um, Mr. Brooks, how did you uh, get in? Yeah, yes, Jack, you. How did you get into uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. into video and film, really? Into video? Yeah. Um, well, I started off editing, 
that's what I love to do in the first place. Um, then I, I didn't want to be behind a screen all day, as you do in an office. So I wanted to become a camera operator. Uh, then I had to go into college uh, where I met you, William. Why, thank you. Um, yeah. Then I created an in- Instagram account, as you know, Will. Called um, what? Called what? Let's explain this. Called, let's say, <laughs> called the Camera Association, where yes. I would post... Uh, Wait, what's the name? The Camera Association. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've done it for a while, but I used to do it a lot. Um, but yeah, I basically posted a bunch of viral content to the film cameras, that sort of thing, behind the scenes. Um, from that, I got my first job, runner, second job on the Netflix show. Um, and then, yeah, uh, left college, um, got some more jobs as an AC. Um, I'm doing that ever since, and I'm here. W- one year later. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Because you always used to take the piss out of you, Jack, at college, being like, Jack, get a job. Get a real job. I manage Instagram <laughs> accounts. Jack, that's not a real job. Jack, that's not a real job. Like, I get paid mate, £100 no, a month well, I was, for it. I was getting paid there, mate. <laughs> you were. Yeah, you were getting... not a lot of money, but... Yeah, but then look, after, straight after that, right. straight after that, you hopped straight from that. After I went to Ember, we both went for the same job interview. And <laughs> you just like was like, yeah, I'll have that. You know, I want to say the same thing. You went with the guy from uni, uh, the the uni guy got it, and then he couldn't do it, so they called me and wanted me to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so we got his kind of. Thing is, I, it I, was, I, didn't, I didn't even apply for it. Exactly. Like. Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, I was mad. But yeah, it was. I think. But it's because they wanted me to, to do their social media as well. Yeah, and to be so, fair, Ember is a big round here. Ember, I would say, is like one of the biggest like studios, and they've just moved office. Haven't yeah, they? that and that and October. Yeah, definitely. Probably the biggest people. October Stu- yeah. October Studios having the isn't it the biggest largest uh, accurate representation of the Oval Office outside the US, isn't it? Yeah, they've got big. They've got a massive studio. We filmed here t- today, actually. But yeah, they mainly do American clients, though, where Ember do all over, really. Depends on the job. Fair enough. Mr. Peters, um, Mr. Peterson, so how did you get into film, photo, and video? Um, I got into it completely by accident, really. So when I was uh, at school or anything like that, or even when I just left school... I had no interest in photography, filmmaking, or anything like that. I've always been into films, and like, you know, like anyone would be into films and stuff like that. But uh, I was working in a marketing job, which I I didn't enjoy. And I came home one evening, and I was randomly scrolling on YouTube, and I came across Peter McKinnon's video called uh, After Effects. Uh, no, mm-hmm. After Effects Basics Part Two. Big up, Peter uh, and I watched the video, and I was that just like, yeah, I was that mind blown by it, that it was like you could, um, <laughs> that you could. Did you say you don't like him? No, Jack doesn't. Mate, Jack he's, he's, he's too overrated, man. Oh. I'll Jacob Owens. Oh, shut up, you, Jacob Owens. Fucking love Jacob Owens. The plug oh, is he's great. He's a great YouTuber. I'm with Luther. I'm with Luther on this one. And. Uh, Course, yeah, and, and I saw that video, and um, and I kind of got hooked on it from there. Got my first camera, which is a 700D, Canon 700D, which is a a sturdy old uh, thing as well. It still works now. <laughs> they and, are amazing um, cameras. And just binge watched from there. Binge watched from there, and just yeah, just got into it really. And that was a year and a half, just over a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, that is insane. And how many? Your Instagram is really good. And how many followers do you now have on TikTok? 
Uh, TikTok, I think, is just over 160,000. 160,000. You've done less than a year and a half. That is insane. But I mean, TikTok is one of these platforms, especially uh, in the minute. It's in crazy growth. Yeah, especially in the minute, TikTok is one of these platforms. You can get one video and blow up. Yeah, you just need one video to blow up and you're good to go. I saw one of your videos, Luke, the other day and had like 400k likes. It was insane. Yeah, it was nuts. That that one was crazy. Yeah. So I this is what I found with my TikTok videos is if I think a video is going to slap, like if I think this is a great video and I put it out, it never does as well as I think it's going to yeah, do. I, I but if I put well. a video out and I think uh, this is all right, you know, and then I'll put it out and I'll wake up and it's like gone viral. I'm like, shit, yeah. what? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, TikTok is so random. Um, yeah, that that video is crazy. The way TikTok pushes content is 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 nuts like i had a video on tiktok like i have like literally like 150 followers on there or something and i was posting where what, which video was it there was a video i put on there a while ago and overnight or no actually i posted it and in like half an hour it got like i was impressed with like 700 views in the space of like which one was it <laughs> it got like 700 views in the space of like 20 minutes and i was like what the hell's going on and then I was ke- I was playing COD. This is and it. I kept checking this it. Is it. I kept checking it. Up. I, yeah. no, no, no. I was like, this is it. I was like, it's good. I was like, this will be over one K views within like less than like half an hour. And for me, I was like, bearing in mind the TikTok before that got like hardly anything. I was like, shit, this would be sick. But then literally after that, it got to like seven hundred views and just stopped. Uh, and this was in like yeah. less than an hour. It's- and I was so confused. I was like, what? This is so random. <laughs> like I just don't I just don't get it. Like TikTok is so confusing. Like the videos, as you say, that don't you don't think will. Like, do anything, do something, and then, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's different. It's got different categories of how of how things, like, uh, are boosted. So, so you got through, say, what is category one. So it got pushed out to new people, 700 new people. And then, however it does in that category, if those 700 people then go crazy with the video, interact with it loads, then it'll get pushed out to more. But if they don't, then it'll stay at that, that bracket. And you kind of, you have to break each bracket each time. So every time it gets pushed to more, if, if people engage, it goes further and further. And that's like, uh, that's how their algorithm sort of on a base level works. Works, yeah. So how, so did you, did you, when you quit your marketing job, did you go to uni to do your marketing job? Or did you just go straight out of school and then go straight into a marketing job? Straight out of school. So when I was straight out of school, I actually went down to London. I was working in finance and I was working in this horrific basement office in Belgravia in London doing finance, which was just the most boring thing ever. And I was like, God, finance is not for me. So I left that and I came back up to uh, near York, which is where I live now. Uh, and then I did the marketing job. And again, I was like, I just, it just wasn't feeling right because I've always been, I've always been like uh, creative but never really channeled it and then photography and filmmaking when that came along was just the way to channel that so yeah no uni straight out of school so how old are you now i'm 24 now i turned 24 the other week so that's that's pretty good considering you just like bounced between different jobs you found Mm. out and finally what you liked and then now you're here feel very fortunate finding what i like because um i mean is is such a it is like you see many people like wanting that and many people doing things mm. that they don't want to do and then asking you know how did you how did you do this it's something that i'd like to try and, and and just all that kind of stuff so i do feel very fortunate that i found what i want to do and 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 that i can pursue it and and you know that things are going good at the moment and just and just keep on pushing at it and making new stuff and 
opportunities pop up. So yeah, it is very fortunate for it. That's pretty popping. Brumad, you wanna hop in Hello. and say something? <laughs> say anything? I got nothing to say now. <laughs> no, I just think it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, like you were, I just you like, literally this week you were just complaining like, oh, uni's uni shit. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. No, nothing's working out. And then we got this guy just like, ah, I don't like this. I'm gonna go do this, and bam, that, just blows like... up. And it's like, do we need to fit uni? <laughs> do we? Yeah. Well, it's I crazy. think I, the the only thing that, what I would say about about uni and stuff like that is I think it completely depends on the person. So if you guys are going to uni and it's working for you or stuff, and you're enjoying it and you're finding a lot, getting a lot of value out of it, then that's amazing. For me personally. I, I was I, I was never if I went to uni I would literally just be going to just DOS for two years that would have mm. been it uh, or three years that would have been the only reason I would have gone because when at the time of deciding to go to uni I had no idea what I wanted to do so I'd have probably gone done some generic thing uh, just blown a load of money on it and just got nothing from it so that yeah. personally for me was never going to be the option but i think you know for people if if they know what they want to do and you're nailed on at uni then it can be an amazing thing as well 100 yeah, percent. i think like it has its, it has its perks it yeah has its perks. yeah I mean, it has its ups and its downs for sure like as we've said yeah. like i've had an absolute shit week but then another <laughs> week i'll learn i'll learn a fair bit but I think that when I went, this is going to sound really big-headed, but I feel like I knew a lot of the stuff going into uni already. Like last year, my, when I was first year at uni, I felt like mm. I learned very little, especially towards uh, yeah. like the side of it I wanted to learn more about, so like cinematography and stuff. And like editing, I literally, everything they talked about last year, I more or less knew. But then yeah. there was other sides <laughs> of it, such as like directing, production design and writing that I didn't know necessarily as much about, but I don't have much of an interest in, but I did learn mm. an absolute load. And to be fair, it like, does change your perception but i say this year i just because of everything that's going on this year is just such a strange year so it's really hard to gauge stuff but mm. i i'll say and i'll say again i still don't think what what we're getting taught is worth nine grand but there you go that's just my opinion so it just depends think, what you want yeah. to do in the end as well because i think if you want to go to film or something or film in particular and be crew i don't think it's worthwhile going to uni well i mean you proved that yeah, because I think if I went to uni, I would not be here in my position right now. Because yeah, be you know doing uni coursework and stuff. But if you, because my thought process was, instead of spending nine grand a year and a year of my life doing yeah coursework, I could doing that finding contacts, getting work, learning, investing in equipment and stuff. Um, and yeah, this is a lot more beneficial than going to uni. Definitely, I'd say some of my biggest like learning things have been from things that are outside of uni so thank mm. you jack because jack helped me get my first like, my, one of my first crew jobs the other week on set doing some just being a runner but i learned so much on that shoot and i was on there for two days i learned more in those two days on this on a film set mm. than i did for a whole month's worth of uni i'd say yeah especially recently and i'd say that's a big deal in terms of stuff like that i feel like with uni it's you focus on um and college as well like not really so media or radio not really film particularly and how you'd behave on set because when you go to uni you don't get taught how to you know change lens how to hand over lens how to slate how to do any of that stuff no. going to film, uni obviously. don't oh uni haven't taught us how to slate definitely not i mean of course maybe yeah, so how to change your lens and stuff but 
Like when we were on set yeah, the other day, you but you didn't know how to like, pass the lens, how to do it properly, and how yeah, hold it not like, to get told off by upside down. And someone like, else. Hold it, I'm like, <laughs> I've got it. Yeah. You just don't you just just strong just look yeah, like yeah, yeah, Jack sent me a video. Just shout, hey. Jack sent me a video <laughs> the other week. Was it? I can't remember what shoot it was on that video you sent me from. I think it was from Aliens. Some, like Star Wars or something. Yeah, something. and they just like throw this guy. This guy's like, give me the fifty, and he picks up the fifty. And he just long up <laughs> it across the room. It hits a wall, and he picks it up and he shakes it. He's like, ah, he just puts it on the camera. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> it's oh, I find that when you come out of uni, people think that they're ready to go into work and stuff. Think they know, know it all. Then they go on set and it's like, you know, they didn't know anything. No, I was in terms of when how I was structured and how to I do was, things. I was I was the first AC, on, no, first AD on my shoot that went wrong the other day. Um, and mm. for the bit we did film, like we had the sound up and the uh, the camera up. They they're like we're obviously uni students, but I was just waiting for them to shout speeding at me, so I knew they were good to go. But they they were just like nodding at me and giving me like thumbs up and stuff. I'm just like. I explained to them beforehand <laughs> about what speeding is, or I explained, at least explained to one of them what speeding was, about how I say, you say speeding, and then I'll shout action, or whatever, uh, but then there's no one knew that. And that's things like, that's not their fault, they just haven't been taught it. Like, And yeah. I think that's stuff, basic things at uni, that like, yeah, my cinematography lecturer should be teaching us, or like, a director mm. should be teaching you kind of thing. And the, but I think it should be like a separate course for that as well not course but like separate module subject whatever yeah module yeah because um, obviously if you want to be there to be a DP or whatever then you got to learn how to light and, uh, and how the light works and, and things like because before I went on set the other week and I think I'd seen the video before but I saw this video on YouTube about like 15 things you should do to do's and don'ts to do on a film set kind of thing and one of them was about yeah. like different things to make you not look like an idiot more or less and things just like as you said like handing off lenses and like setting up a C-stand kind of thing so like like I was talking to one of the, one of my friends at uni the other day. They said they didn't know how to set up a C stand, and like, because right. you obviously like put make sure put it out with the the long leg with the weight facing towards so it doesn't tip over and then you bag it, kind of thing. Yeah. But they didn't like know stuff like that, which I thought was quite. Yeah. It's quite bad, and I feel like uni yeah. should be teaching us stuff like that. They don't teach us enough practical skills, well. almost. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Dangerous as well. The last thing you want is one of those falling yeah. on, on your head. That would be that would be awful. <laughs> Only yeah, you don't. Want, yeah, you don't want a, like a felony panel on your head. <laughs> yeah, just 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 spend spend a load of money, get a good actor in, only to floor them with a C stand that's not balanced. <laughs> it's just it's not a good start. It's not a good start to your day, is it? <laughs> no, but yeah, you can Again. you can learn you can learn so much online, and just with that stuff like um, mm. YouTube is just full of knowledge, and people people who are big in the industry putting out their knowledge um, on, on yeah, YouTube so. or on things like masterclass and stuff like that is I guess it's just it's just about being curious and just like hunting out that information um, in those places and, and trying to find it. Mm. You and along with YouTube and stuff. One of the best ways is actually being on set and being a runner. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you've got yeah. no, you've got, you've got no responsibility at all. Just get, you're just there to learn and be get, helpful. Just get teas and coffees and then stuff. <laughs> but to be fair, I learned yeah, so much just off talking to crew. Like not even when I was doing my job, I learned so much off talking to crew. Like I learned yeah, so much off talking questions. to the DITs, to the camera ops, to the producer. Like even to like we had one of the agents on set who was the agent for the actor, the writer, and the and the director. 
and it was just so useful to talk to them. And it's just stuff mm. like that that gets you real world experience. Like, regardless if I want to go into doing like videography side, like working with clients, or if I want to go into like more film set stuff, it's all just useful information that you just have stored mm -hmm. up here. It's just, yeah. And you're dead right. Like masterclass stuff, you can literally pay like a hundred pounds to have like a couple hour lesson with Martin Scorsese. Like, yeah, what? the best in the business. Like literally one of the world's greatest directors who's directed some of the world's most famous films. Like you, you can't compete with that. <laughs> and plus, do you get, do you get part, any big directors the... coming in? God, no, I literally yeah. went on. A, I went on a time. to like do. <laughs> you do. We do have like the Norwich Film Festival and stuff, so we do have a few big people. But like they do like they'll that's more like a once a year kind of thing. But I literally went on IMDb and like looked at all my lecturers. Like none of them even have like a headshot on their IMDb accounts. <laughs> really? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I only know one person from your course, Will, or your college lecturer people that actually work full time. Exactly. Like that the uni thing's just, you know, side to do on side, Thursday or something. Side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> just to help people. Is where that... I, I'm not sure, but I assume a lot of them just do it full time as so a job. A lot of the film lectures are very film. much just straight out of uni themselves. I want to go <laughs> yeah. like oh, photography. You can't be baiting out like, our all lectures our le like this. All our lecturers for photography, like photography, we have like two really like big ones. We've done like client yeah. work for like big businesses. One of them's like photographed the fucking like royal family and stuff. Like we have proper. Yeah good like uh, it's worth the money i feel like getting knowledge from them because quite a lot of them have met like they're all in terms of their industry work all of them are different so what for film uh, for no, photography, photography. Right. Yeah, so, i would uh, say that sorry Cal. i would say that my lectures they do know a lot like some of them have got mad experience with different things like some of them have got more commercial work and some of them have got more um like actual films but they still they still know what they're talking about but it's just like but then again, if they have stopped their career and gone to uh, teach uni, um, then they're, you know, 10, 15 years behind on the film business. They exactly. might have known it then. Exactly. But, you That's know, true. the world's changing. Um, yeah. They want to know. I saw, was, when I was listening to my mate's podcast who came on last week, they were saying, if, if, a, if a teacher is so good at what they do, and like when a teacher says they're so good at what they do, why are they still not doing it? Yeah, that's that's what I'm, that's what my process, yeah. especially with the college as well. Like, mm. well, I'm, I'm not even sure what they do. That's a good point. College. Well, well point. one of them was like a producer, and the other one was more like an editor slash like camera operator. But I think for college, that was good enough. But if that yeah. was like, if we had those like lecturers at a, at a uni environment that I'm paying for, that I wouldn't I wouldn't feel too happy about that. But I really enjoyed oh, yeah. college though. I'd have, I learned so much from college though. And it was definitely like the best two years of my life. Like, especially socially as well. It was just awesome. Yeah. Like we had... But I miss the people, not the air. <laughs> we had... The learning yeah. aspect of it. <laughs> we, had to, we, we did have some good times at college though, Jack, didn't we? Yeah, it was, it was good. It was... The trips as well. Especially in New York and Paris. New York and Paris was, was awesome. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, they're like, we went to New York for like three days, didn't we? And we just did everything. Went to a Nets game. Before, yeah. Went to Nets game. Went, did everything. Well, on the, on the, the Jumbo Tron squad. Jumbo, <laughs> Jumbo Tron. Hashtag Jumbo Squad. That was... Oh, it was good times. It was, yeah, that was sick. Yeah. And then Paris is awesome as well. We literally just went for a three-day jolly to go to Disneyland. 
<laughs> it was good though. It was it was sick, and then we just got like stuck on the train for five hours, which wasn't which wasn't a vibe. We were stuck on the train for five hours. Stuck, stuck in a, stuck in a queue hours. to get on the train for like five hours. Standing Jesus for five Christ. hours. It wasn't it wasn't fun at all. But we we all made it through though, and we're all here, so that's all that matters. We're, we're alive today. <laughs> But New York is an amazing place. New York's so mm. good. Very a- same hundred percent. Very aesthetic for cameras and stuff. I'd yeah. say like if I knew oh, like the yeah. the Did knowledge get- I knew now, like with my cameras and stuff, I reckon I'd, I'd be able to, like do some more popping stuff. Yeah, when I went when I went there, I was budget at photography as well, so I just budget. literally started. So I was just no good. I mean, I got some shots <laughs> that I was like, oh, that's actually quite good there. But I'd love to go back. I'd love to go back now and take advantage of that. But did you dream, um yeah. did you say you went did, did you go to a basketball game when you were there? Did you say Yeah, we went Nets, to an, oh, we no, went to a Nets, Nets a Brooklyn Nets, Nets game, yeah. It was sick. Was it, was it oh right. Yeah. Knicks, no, no, it was the Nets versus yeah. the Grizzlies. It was sick. I've got all the photos on my wall behind oh. it. You can't see this, but there's like all the photos are on my wall from like I've seen them before. Yeah, there was loads of photos left over from college and college was like, Oh, do you want the photos? I was like, Yeah, I'll have I'll have some of those. But it, it was it was really good. I spent way too much money, but <laughs> I spent most of it. Me, me and, me and a friend went and we were we were meant to go and watch uh, the Celtics versus the Knicks. So we had it like tickets booked, pre-everything before we went on the trip. We were like hyped for this game because the Celtics were savage that year. Kyrie was there and we were like, oh, it's going to be so good. And we got the Knights mixed up. And the night oh, that we were meant to go and watch the Celtics, we went to Broadway and watched King Kong. <laughs> And then, so we were sat watching King Kong, like, because we had, we were thinking, oh, we might as well whilst we're here. And we get back and just see a load of highlights on Twitter, and we're like, oh, no, we missed the game. No. My my mate was like, I'm never watching King Kong again. No. (laughs) Lesson lesson learned. Lesson learned. Basketball over King Kong every day of the week, I think. Too bad. Basketball isn't that good anyway, so. It's a bit boring. The only good bit for me is the jumbo (laughs) train. Well, after that, I was sort of happy, but before, it was just, you know... I, I had fun. I thought it was boring. Good. I thought it was good. I, I prefer NFL. It's, oh, just American football is so long. It just takes too long. Yeah, but they're hard hits. Apparently. It's good. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> rugby the it's slow. More, it's more entertaining. It's rugby the slow, though, Jack. Yeah, but... All right. What about um, F1? All right. Nah, that's not American, but who cares? We're we're getting we're getting sidelined here. We're getting sidetracked here, Jack. This is why we're the this is why we're the slightly focused podcast, isn't it, Callum? We've got cameras to F one. Yeah, this is this is why me and Callum record the slightly focused podcast because we get off topic quite quickly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what topic we're on. Like... Right, I've got I've got a little list here that I could constructed. I was just like shit. So um, I I'd like to quickly ask, as people who've probably both dipped into both. How do you feel like videography, like doing client work for people, compares to set life? I'll let Luca go first now. Um, so videography stuff, I I would say is, it's just you do everything, <laughs> like everything you get. You know, if you're just a one man team going at that, it's you know you're doing audio, you're doing lighting, you're doing shooting, you're doing all of it pulling focus at the same time so it is i mean it's difficult but again they it tend to be a lot uh, simpler jobs like you can get more out of a film set with people obviously and jack will know much more about the film set side of things um but yeah i think they've both got different purposes really it depends on the client like it, it really does depend and it depends on what kind of video they want um i would say that it's like it depends on their budget depends on the video because you could achieve great stuff with both 
it just uh yeah it's the different kind of stuff though 100 percent. they're two different beasts it's more uh free and relaxed you know where on a film set it's so structured you know you've, mm. you've got one job that's your only job to do um and you can't do someone else's job then you know um where with videography you're a one-man band unless you've got you know, someone else doing something for you um charging it well laptop's running it low. but yeah it's a lot more structured um but yeah I've, it's just a lot, a lot more fun it just depends what you're doing because i've done both with college and stuff um, yeah, and with those film sets as well, it's often where it's like, it's pretty, it's pre-planned. Like everything's pre-planned. You know, on yeah. the day when you show up, what you're going to be doing. I've been to mm. a lot of video shoots where it's like, we make it up on the day. We make it up when we yeah. get there. <laughs> like, and it's, 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 you know, it's they've thing. all they've all gone well. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not a bad thing. Cause bad they've thing. all gone well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been. They're, yeah, they're both. I think they're both great. And you know, if if I had to pick, like. I'd probably pick a film set because I'd prefer it if everyone yeah. was like, you know, there's there's more people and people like uh, doing their own jobs because that way you're getting the max out of everyone. Whereas one person trying to focus on say ten different things is a lot harder. Yeah. Especially because you've got the best people for that one yeah. job. So you've got the best, uh, you know, uh, spark. You've got the best ad, best editor, best camera person. You're not doing it all by yourself. You know, everyone's mm. the best what they do and they're all contributing whether that be a five person set or a, a hundred person set you know definitely um, mm. I mean on the lower end you know you sort of help out with each other but on the top end hundred people sets and we've got one job and that's a job for the day that is the and thing though yeah it's just like a big machine that can't work together like one thing doesn't work without the other is always the case like especially on like a large film set and that's like same with Luca I've done both and you definitely mm. notice it and especially, but I always, I do enjoy videography because I do like learning everything. I do like being the guy. I do like being the, the shoot. I like being mm. the camera operator. I like being the editor. I like having to just try juggle all the balls in one hand, which I think is good fun. And then when you're on yeah. set, it's totally different. You have to completely switch off that mentality and just be like, right, this is my job. This is what I've got to do. Unless people yeah. aren't asking you for help, don't really do it because you're just getting in their way. Yeah, and that's a, that's a the one thing as well. It's the weird, like opposite mentality. Because you know you create bonds with people. Yeah. If you're in long form, so you sort of become a fam- a family after the second week, you know. Yeah, like you're working. I even 14 hour days together. Even when I was on like a two day shoot, I still felt it felt strange me not having mm. to get up early the next morning to get to set at like yeah. seven a.m. or something. It felt weird. I remember work- working with Ollie, the guy that you worked with for two days. And after that day, it was sort of sad to see him go because I knew I wasn't going to work with him again. Yeah, no, I texted anyway. a few of them. That group of people. I texted a few of them the other day before my shoot to ask them for some advice kind of thing. And it was mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, it was nice. And I had to text my producer because I had to send him a walkie battery because it got left in my car. So <laughs> me and him had to try yeah. to sort that out and chuck that on the invoice. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. What film sets like at the moment with uh, with COVID? Is it, is it just like real strict distancing and things like that? Do you have to wear a mask and stuff? Um, we have to wear masks and whatnot. But for this show, um, we get here uh, two, three days before the shoot, the hotel. Like, we're all in the hotel. Um, we get our COVID tests before the shoot. 
Uh, wait one sec, get a temperature check before we go into the studio. Um, wear masks, stay in the shoot bubble. So you've got the the main unit and the second unit. So main unit, camera operator, ACs, ADs, producers, directors, that sort of thing. Also in your bubble, don't touch other people from different areas of the shoot. Just keep your own, um, your own little bubble and it should be fine. It's not too strict, but you know, as you'd expect. Fair enough. Brumed, you got any thoughts on this lovely little topic? You look kind of lost. What? You look kind of lost over there, mate. We <laughs> uh, talk about films. I'm a photographer, mate. <laughs> How would you compare like your bigger shoots you do to like your other like smaller ones? Like, what in terms of what like working with... projects to client work? Or? Yeah. Because I guess like, they're they're different beasts. Like, I mean, you shooting in the studio at uni versus you. Shooting. Oh, I fucking hate studio work. <laughs> I like I rarely I rarely shoot studio. I've literally set up. A, so what I'm doing at the moment is kind of I have to think about it more as like a DOP. So I have to control lighting a lot more. I'm using a lot of continuous lighting just to get a shot instead of moving image. So that's different because usually when I use continuous lights, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do some moving image stuff. Uh, no, now it's it's just uh, simple shots. But yeah, working in studios, I don't like. I'm always, I'm always on location stuff. That's my sort of thing. Um, in terms of comparing it to client work, again, all my client work is on location. So, um, and the stuff that I'm kind of shooting on location for client work is often more the style I want to shoot. Whereas when I'm at uni, you have to look at certain people. You look at these certain people, mimic what they do. It's uh, kind of um, not as enjoyable. Lock up, lock up, you can. But that's, I guess, yeah. it's the same. What goes uh, like, like when me and Luca, if we go to like a videography shoot, like, do you ever feel that things just don't like? You think I'm going to this shoot. I have no plan. I know this guy has a clothing brand, but I have no clue what he wants, kind of thing. And then you just kind of have yeah. to rock up and yeah. sort it out. That's literally one of the most recent ones I did. Well, I say recent. It's probably like, probably heading out to a year ago now. Um, it was a shoot for a small band. Um, and they didn't really give me any clue as to what they wanted. So I had to do photography and a short moving image piece for them. Kind of all off my own back. Like I had no clue what they wanted. So I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of... Uh, it was, it was nice to get the creative freedom of doing something you want to do and getting paid for something you want to do in the style you want to shoot it. But it's also a bit annoying in terms of, I have no clue what I'm doing, they could hate this, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I agree uh, with that. When there's no guidance, it's just like, oh, come it's on. Horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's like, I'm taking these photos, I like them, but you probably won't. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes too much. Like, it's even at uni, like, I'm making a... Uh, original drama at the minute and like the the scope is so open make anything and it's just like what like last year we had like a more mm. of a stricter brief like we got given some short stories and stuff we had to adapt so you've got some kind of scope but but this is just open season but i've just noticed i feel a lot more comfortable going to shoot when i have a plan and I'm, i know yeah. jack would probably feel the same because like if you walk onto a set and don't have a plan or don't have a shot list or you haven't read the script you're just like what am i doing kind of yeah. thing yeah because if you don't know then it sort of falls apart 100 so you need to, you need to read the call sheet 
have it on you to make sure you can get the statement done, know what you're shooting, get pre-prepared for everything. Because if you don't know, you'll start off, you know, it's like a domino effect. You start, just something wrong, it take 10 minutes to fix that. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and as soon as an hour, wasted, trying to fix something mm. that could be that's really a couple, sold That's place. a couple grand's worth of your budget gone or yeah. whatever yeah time is a, a time lot, is money a lot more, lot more than the grand yeah i'm just i'm just saying well i mean <laughs> yeah. my shoot like when my yeah, shoot went to shit, shit that was like a couple hundred quid and it's just like that's yeah. mad it's a big deal for us but then like you had to kick start that didn't and you? i kickstarted you, that yeah and so it's just like i'm taking i've taken poor people's money like <laughs> that's, i didn't even think about well, that people have put faith to in raise me. it yeah we everyone at uni used to kickstart yeah to raise money for a uni project uni were giving us enough budget for a day's worth of actors yeah a day's worth of actors and then yeah the rest of it we will kickstart we use kickstart which was covering we said we'll cover second day's worth of actors transport uh travel costs uh, transport is travel costs um hotel and like food <laughs> and stuff uh yeah and then it's kind of just all gone to shit so i'm back to square one again but yeah Basically, for people not in the know, uh, I was on a short film shoot this week and it kind of just all fell apart and we've got to mm-hmm. kind of refilm it, but we have no clue how we're going to do it. So, um, that's mad. That's <laughs> if mad. I'm like, if my podcast, if the podcast is a little, sounds a little more stressed out next week or potentially this week, that's why. Uh, but there <laughs> you get go. some sponsors. Get some yeah, sponsors exactly. on the podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. Wex. Can yeah. Start Wex. an advert intro in the beginning. Yes, we've got. Yeah, I'll pl- we'll plug like a local business. Maybe the people who I work for or something. They'll give us some money. But yeah, yeah, there's um definitely some awkward stuff there. But I would say the good the good thing about that shoot was that I ended up with all the kit back at my house for an extra day. So I had um all of Jesus. uni's kit. So I had like about. 12 grand's worth of cine lenses just chilling and so i was just like right i've got to do something with this like so yesterday afternoon i just whipped them out and put them on my a7 i put on my a7s3 i don't my a7 3 <laughs> sorry and it just i sent a photo to youtube didn't i uh jack and callum and it just looked ridiculous <laughs> it's just like <laughs> tiny body massive lens <laughs> like it's just looks like Bad. looks so stupid I've done that on the 1DX, so like the other way around. I put like one of those fucking like pancake lenses on it. Pancake lens yeah, on a 1DX just looks they bizarre. Looked so weird, but it's like I kind of like yeah, it. it. <laughs> did you did you say you got a um, A7S3? No, I have an A7S3. Sorry, not an A7S3. I've been really, uh, I'm really right. happy about the A7S3. Yeah. Nothing looks sick. The A7S3. It's just the specs on it are just nuts. For the price as well, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, they say when I went to go get my A7 III, they tried to sell me, it's like, would you like a Blackmagic 4K Pocket Mini? And I was just like, hmm, tempt right. them, but it doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't take stills. So I was like, nah, I'm alright. Isn't uh, Laz and Jamie trying to buy a Blackmagic? I don't know. Oh, they said we are going to go Sony. But I need to get them on the oh, podcast because I need to talk to them about some mm. stuff. Because they said they weren't too sure. I'm switching Sony as well. Sony's where it's at, like seriously, are you shot Canon and like Canon's great, but their low light is awful. So Sony's the way mm. forward. It's like Canon has great stuff, then Sony just have that but then added low light, like it's just it's just a win. The one DX, I don't I don't I don't get it for their low light. It's like the skin tones are quite good. Fifty one thousand max, but you can boost up to one hundred thousand and it's like why would you ever do that? Like like just, no one's ever gonna go like that sand far. On your it's just sand, yeah, literally. 
Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. But they, awkward pause there. Awkward pause. Yeah. I thought we lost audio. Got no, I thought. I thought I was like, I was like, what's going on? I thought this conversation going to continue, carry a lot longer. No, nah, I was just saying the one DX of the price is trashy, man. <laughs> oh no, it is. It's just like it's stupid money. But to be, yeah, it's a it's a beast though. Your one DX. It's still ridiculous for what they're char- yeah, like. That is a great. Camera. I don't know. Even today's standards, it's it's especially when you're doing like high speed continuous. That's like the only reason you get it. Stuff like that. It's fucking crazy. Just watching that shutter. Yeah. There is like yeah, just watching the shutter close like watching the shutter the sitting frame for a second is fucking it's, insane. Yeah, especially that one DX, like you can literally kill someone with that. It's got we say this every week. Oh, it's like a brick. It's, yeah. it's like a it's a metal body, so you just look at it someone, right now, it's just slap someone over the head with donk. Sounds like a gone. machine gun. It, oh it does, it yeah, does. It sounds like a machine it's it's crazy like i don't know if they how much they improved it in the mark for it i know that came out what february last year um or this year it was february um yeah but yeah no, i, I, I didn't really see year. a comparison between them too much uh apart from the log that they put in it for video mm. i'm go. switching to the a7r r3 uh and then eventually mm. we'll get the s3 for video S3 is so nice. It's just, yeah. But I think, yeah, they, but the thing is, they, the specs in it are just through the roof, especially for the price. I did, did, did just say that. But the only problem with saying these are that the lenses are quite expensive, I would say. Like, oh, Canon R as well, though. I, yeah. But then if we just ask Jack. RF glass and Canon is extortionate. Ooh. Then you just ask Jack. Jack, yeah. Jack's like got a cheeky smirk on his hands, like, mm, he do not know how much city lenses are. City lenses are. Yeah, they're, they're, they can be much as a house. Yeah, like, literally. What one lens for the house? That's <laughs> nuts. Fucking crazy. It's just. Crazy. What, are you, what are you shooting on at the minute? Are you guys to tell us what you're shooting on? Like, as in camera wise? Oh, yeah. Uh, Aria Mirror and Sigma Cine Primes, I think. Nice. Oh. And some zooms as well. What kind of bodies are you shooting on? Aria Mira. Oh, fair enough. So, yeah. That's like 30 grand, 40 grand. I think. It's just... It's just around that. Yeah, that is a and, fair And then, then you can't even record with it. So you, you buy like a 20, 30 grand camera and you can't even record. How come? Because you, you'd be buying the body, aren't you? You need to buy lenses. Oh, yeah, good point. I think it's like... It's like the camera doesn't record. V-lock, <laughs> yeah. A V-Lock battery costs 500 quid. Don't, and you need, you need at least... Doesn't come with a kit lens. <laughs> no, of does come with a kit lens. Does it come with a kit lens? Okay. Like, you'll be joking. Love what? those lenses. <laughs> oh, 24 to 55. Comes with the 18 to 55. <laughs> what did we call it? The fucking STI lens or STI some lens. shit. STI lens, yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> oh, those lenses yeah. are just trash. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's like where we all start, oh, bro. Everyone like, starts like, it's good grimy. as a star lens. It'll get you, it'll get you, it'll get you a few jobs. And it would get you out of it. Literally, you pick it up after you get like an L series lens. You just kind of like chuck it around. But you yeah. don't even chuck it around. You don't put it anywhere. You chuck it around to it's, destroy it's just it. In, it's just like, in the back of my cupboard. Like it literally. just has it other even stuff. Doesn't fit on t- onto any of my cameras. So. It just has something else on top of it. Yeah, but it's mad it's to think good. though that stuff like that will fit, also fit the same kind of mounts as Cine, like Canon Cine cameras and stuff. And it's just it is, like it's weird. It's mad. It's so you weird. can just so you can chuck a twenty-four mil pancake lens on a. Uh, on like a <laughs> on like a city camera, as you said. Yeah. But then you can also chuck like a meaty like five grand lens on there kind of thing. Mm. So there you go. It's it's 
I think we kind of answered yeah. this a bit, but what would you say, like Jack first? What would you say the pros and cons of working are on a, on like a professional level film shoot? Um, not so much forerunners and camera trainees, but if you're like you know you've got a proper role in it, like a second AC or a director or something like that. If you make a big mistake, then you're out. You're not going to get that job again with those people. And then, you know, word spreads quickly. So if you did one job that didn't go so well, the director wasn't happy with you or something. You're only as good as your last job. Exactly. So if, mm-hmm. for example, because I only got this job because uh, Alex, the production coordinator, rang someone I worked with previously and told him how I was and I got a job from that so exactly. if your previous job was bad you're not going to get any more jobs are you unless obviously that was just a bad day and you've got the good contacts but if it's continuously bad then exactly, yeah. it's not going to go well for you um, some days can be long hours you know, 12, 14 hour long days for 6 days a week it can be quite tiring but if you but for me it doesn't feel like that long you know if you work in an office for 12 hours it feels like an eternity but on set, it feels like nothing. So it just depends. If if you love it, then it doesn't matter. To be fair, if you don't, then it will get yeah. you. I'd say twelve when I was on shoot, I was on. They said call time was seven. Wrap time estimated wrap time was seven thirty that night. I didn't leave set till yeah. half ten. And yeah, I was like, that's the norm, isn't it? I was proper feeling. I was proper feeling. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. But you're just like, you just gotta go with it. And I was like, I'm getting paid for this. I'm just like, I'm getting paid for this. This is good. And I knew this is that's what's gonna happen in the future. And like having like come back off that, some people were saying that like that was like considered like a particularly long day because they weren't like fully organised or something. I wasn't because I wasn't there for like the first day, but they said mm. that potentially was why. But then, I mean, twelve hours isn't really long. It's like it's that was more day. that was more like fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. But oh, yeah. the next day was more just under. It was like I got to set at ten to seven in the morning mm. and left at about six. But that was to take mm. people to the train station and stuff. But yeah, and then with an you definitely gotta get well. used to the hours, but it makes your day feel so much longer. It makes you feel like you've had a much fuller day. Like when I get up at that kind of time, I'm yeah. like, "Jeez, I've done so much today," kind of thing. But if it feels full, but then if you love what you're doing, then it doesn't feel like work, you know? Definitely. It's like when I go on the set at seven, as soon as lunchtime, then it's end of the day and it's all over. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, quickly so because you love what you're doing. Yeah. But then, with other jobs. Like a desk job, you're sitting down all day, not really any labour intensive, but on the set you're on your feet carrying heavy equipment, like twelve hours a day. You sleep well. Non-stop. You sleep well. Yeah, you sleep. You sleep well. <laughs> you sleep well. That's a and pro. You, you have to recover. You sleep well, but not yeah. for very long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not for very long. But yeah, especially if you're nights as well. I remember on the first day we finished at like twelve one in the morning, and we started like quite early as well. It's just killer, so, but the money, but the, but the money is good enough to keep you keep you on, it and it's yeah. what you love as well. It's so it's like it's your passion. So, as it's, you said, especially commercials as well. It's, yeah, I mean, some I would com- say commercials yeah, are the they, best thing. Well, some commercials they can are, be really really long. I mean, yeah, sorry, you go. I was um I was I was I was on one um, this is this was before I was into um photography and filmmaking and all that kind of stuff. I was an extra in a film. And I can remember like what rocking up that? to it thinking it was everybody's talking about Jamie. It's not out yet, actually. Right. I think it's out oh, this year. That's mad. And, um, <laughs> it, yeah, so it was filmed in Sheffield. 
And mm. I, I was thinking it was a late late start, and I was thinking, like, oh, this isn't going to go on for that long. It should be all right. They're paying me, like, not paying me much or anything like that. It'd just be a fun thing. Anyway, it got there at 7 p.m., and it finished at 7 a.m. So I'd been awake all Jesus. day at work and then gone to this thing at 7 p.m., thinking it might finish at, like, you know, midnight maybe or something like that i thought i just completely underestimated it and i was sat there and it was freezing cold sat in the thing and was like fuck this is terrible just like doing the same take over and over i only had a t-shirt and a jacket it was like winter i was like this is fucking dreadful uh, yeah that was a full full thing of that and that was uh god that was long so i'm gonna always (laughs) check from now on what is this Jesus Christ. Always, always like extra, check though. all the cool times and the cool sheets and yeah. stuff. <laughs> always. Always, always, just... always dress well. In, if it's cold, wear warm warm clothing. Always. Uh, yeah, no. Well, it, I didn't think I was going to be there that long and I thought we were going to be inside as well. They didn't, there wasn't uh, much of a brief. It was kind of just like turn up to this, uh, this location and then right. we'll take you to set. So Rock up and, and get paid that. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially on like, an actual film set. Like Jack told me this, but I also kind of need this. Always wear dark coloured clothes, and well, it depends what job you do. But if if you're a camera, you gotta wear dark clothing because if you wear a bright white t-shirt, it's gonna bounce. You're just a human mm. bounce board. And, and you, <laughs> if, if people aren't gonna like you, yep. they're not gonna really like if you wear white, unless you're a props guy or some some crystal camera. Yeah, unless you're behind the scenes, just don't, just, just don't, just don't wear. Yeah, you just rock up to the set, just looking like a ninja kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, and you just blend in as well, and then you just have like your your straps on, and you're just like doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> and off you, off you go. Yeah, you don't want to be. I ended off up when part. I was on the short film the other week. I ended up just, I ended up doing being Mister Reflector Man. I ended up holding up this piece of, uh, um, what was it, insulation for some ce- like some <laughs> ceiling insulation. Just ba- I was just bouncing it for people. I was just like, I was like, where do you want to like? The DP Bounce, was like yeah, I, I did a lot of that as a runner. Didn't bounce on myself. It was like one of the more. It was kind of fun. Yeah, I also got a walkie that day as well, which was sick. Cause I had a car. I was just like yeah. busting people around in my car. I was, I was honestly sick. And I will say, nice. a big plus of being on film sets, food. I would say the food I had on that set was amazing. It was well good. Well, it de- it depends. I remember on the first week of the doggy drama uh the food is always cold it is fucking horrible Ugh. but nothing the, worse now, than cold food yeah but it's that's it's all right now it's, it's good and hot so yeah but it varies most time most time because it's proper catering isn't it you get proper chefs cooking your food yeah. for you this is a super small budget but yeah exactly living the dream L- luca what would you say you're pretty yeah, show business. What did you say your pros and cons are of, of videography? I think you kind of touched on it recent, but in the last bit, but you know. Um, yeah, no pros. Pros are you your hands on with everything. You get creative control uh, unless they've got really strict uh, requirements uh, across all all things. The cons I would say is again that you have to do everything. Is that your sound, your lighting, and then you're also editing as well. So it's that's in that case, mm. it's like really long. It's like at the end of the day of shooting uh, and and setting up all of that stuff. It's like you're not just then stopping. It's then you're back 
uploading footage, editing footage, and then that kind of slog continues there. Mm. But it depends on the project. It's like if if it's one that you're like hyped to edit, like I get some of them, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great, fun to edit, and they're really and they go like that because it's just like it's really creative stuff. Uh, try new things. You got and the drive working for with it. Cool footage and exactly yeah. But and then but when first starting out and you're doing like corporate ones and stuff like that in the beginning to make money then god yeah no they can be they can be dry to edit it's yeah, not a question for all of you three yeah. but do you feel like a bad side to videography is people don't know like the people hiring you don't really know understand rates and stuff so you you may say no. oh <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm charging mm -hmm. I don't know a grand for a video they're like well a grand that's so much money I'll do it for like 50 quid I was like, and they think yeah. it's a, a good amount to pay you. <laughs> Callum's, yeah, yeah. Callum knows all about I, this. I, I know all about yeah. that. It took me, what, I took... That, I I, it was that about, depends on the client. Yeah, eight, 80 quid for a shoot. And the editing took me like... Because I was so busy as well. It took me like two, two weeks to edit those photos. Uh, yeah, for 80 quid, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, it was oh, not shit. worth it. 80 quid! 80 quid i was like 80 quid for two I, weeks. it wasn't even my first one or was it it might be my first one with that group of people um and i had to try and balance everything around so i was there for like three hours shooting which should have been 80 quid in itself really <laughs> but i mean i was like yeah, I'll, yeah. Fucking, I'll, go, I'll go and edit these like as quickly as i can and whatnot and it just it was tedious like lightroom editing photos which are similar to one another but not similar enough to auto mm is the worst oh, feeling in the world no. you just yeah. kind of sit there endlessly going through the same looking photo oh this looks it good okay awful. Uh, it's, it's at least you don't have to listen to the same song like okay, for eight yeah. hours when yeah. you're editing a video oh like, <laughs> uh, actually yeah i'm gonna add that that's a con that is a con that's you'll a find con. a song <laughs> and at the beginning when you first find that song you love it it's like this is epic this, this is, is the like, best the song best ever song and by yeah. the way when you finish that video you're like this is fucking dreadful i'm never i hate this literally and then if you that's hear it it just yeah. reminds you of that video and it's like oh um, <laughs> I know exactly what Jack's about to say. I know exactly I remember, what Jack's about to say. Mate, uh, I remember in college, me and Will did a, a music video. Basically, it's like yeah. a, a collaboration between uh, the the music oh. people, the theatre people, acting. I went onto your website and saw made. that. And yeah, go watch it on, on the I watched on, it. On the City College YouTube uh, if you want to find it. The, just uh, got paid. Just got paid. Yeah, just got paid. Oh, and, like, by Sagala. I mean, I mean, Great song. I don't think Great it was that song. bad, but. We was moaning off like the first ten minutes. No, like, after oh no no no, God. I like that song. But it was after like lunchtime where it was just starting to get to everyone, and then yeah. uh, the person who shot it, no, we shot it. But Gianna, who's our who edited it for us, one of our lecturers, just absolutely hated the song. And I remember Jack would just keep walking <laughs> into lectures for the next two weeks, just singing it, and it was just hilarious. <laughs> and it now it comes on. It comes on in the club a lot when we used to go out clubbing, mm. and every time I used to send it to all my friends who were on the shoot, who were in the dance course. And different people. And when me and Carl went to see Sagala um, in February, um, I, I sent to everyone again, and everyone was just like, "Oh, Will, please stop," because it's literally traumatized <laughs> them so much. It's like it was one of the best shoots I did at college. I think it was so much fun. It was mm. a good fun. It was better than doing college work, so it was sick. And, I mean, uh, it, yeah, it was it like good, a whole flash. It was, like, it was just a fun time. It was fun. Yeah, it was Even just a fun time. It was really. It was just. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was just a fun. 
it was just a fun shoot to be on. It was just a good yeah. environment. And nothing really went wrong. It was like one that... Oh, you ma- imagine Dragon's well. one too. Do you oh, imagine yeah, Dragon's that... one, Will? Oh, God. We that had to do Imagine part. Dragon's lip, lip sync we to, to be in it Evil, well. isn't it? We had oh, to be in yeah. it. As a one take. Oh, God. That, that took all day. <laughs> it, it was kind of traumatic. There was just all of us running around the park in Norwich with our lecturers just like... Just like lip syncing the words to believe it while all these people walking their dogs there. That's the worst. That's the worst. It was. It was good oh fun though. We, at the time, we really enjoyed it, but it was just. I like, had to. It's for my media music video when I did it in A level. That first time I heard that song, oh, I love it. This is gonna be great. Then after what, like two months of doing it and then editing it, oh my, I hate that song now. I can't. What listen the wood to kid? It. The wood kid one. The wood kid one. I can't listen to it. It's like been ruined uh, for me. Ruined some. It, it does. Them. I and can't you can listen. Never to listen to them again without Literally. it just reminding you of the video. I can't listen to oh, George Ezra's shotgun anymore. I say that. Oh, really? I saw him. Oh, I gosh. saw him live. I saw him live at Latitude. My dad wanted his video edited because he did the three peaks challenge with his work, and there was those GoPro <laughs> videos and photos and stuff. And I had to edit it together. And my dad was like, "Oh, I use this song," and I absolutely hate. It took me like a weekend to edit it, and I absolutely hated the song. When it was like, "This is oh, done." Oh no! And then I saw him live, and I was just like. Now I have a different memory of it, so I don't hate it as much now. So I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah. Positive reinforcement. <laughs> I was really, mm. I was, yeah. I was, I was pretty happy about that. But I, you're definitely right I though, think Jack. The radio rates. The radio Ra- did their own job of of butchering that song as well. They just overlaid oh. that. Oh to, yeah. To always, yeah. Always. To get back to what Jack was saying, rates for yeah. sure are the most debated thing, Me- and it's mad. Like, in film, it's not as bad because in film, everyone know. knows how much how, how much your job is worth, yeah. and then they pay you. Obviously, there's a difference yeah. in your uh, depending on what you're doing. There's there's a lot of it's a lot of uh, a lot of times where that happens in videography as well. When you it's like in the beginning, I, I found that it's you know you send over rates, and then people are like, "What?" Or they just won't even reply. It's just like yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. All the conversations after they mm. hear the rates. Oh. Yeah. of what a videographer charges but how would, it's just how would it depends you on the client see you later pal next next one i was on. just like it's not so, worth it it's not worth it i know the pain in the beginning you I know the pain. obviously do free you obviously do free to start with like because oh, yeah. then that gets you like yeah. spec yeah. work which you can then like branch off of yeah so like or if you've got time at home make your own spec work like i'm pretty sure i sent probably sent some of you guys that this video i made of like making a rap i did like a cinematic like sam schiffer like making a rap oh, video i, I sent this yeah. this crumpet company near near where i live i was like right i'm pretty sure i could bag a like just a like a a, a short video here and they, they were like oh no my brother-in-law does videos like shit so i said someone else i said to some other people and then eventually i got a few people come back to me like oh yeah this would be something something sick we'd be interested in and one of them did eventually lead to a lead to a job and i'm still working for them now doing stuff so that's really that's that's great news but then some of them just don't but then, yeah. I, mean, I, I know, uh, said, I know Luca will say this, but uh, with Gary V, you just gotta message a bunch of people every single day and hope. Hundred percent. One person needs it. Hundred percent. The art person. of the DM. The art of the cold DM. Uh, is crazy. We talk about DM. this. DM and comments. Although, DM and comments. I, I Instagram. That is that is how it got started. Hundred percent. Although I'm such an email person. I always email. Email account. It's all about the Instagram DM. I know. I just I'm so like the way I email people as well. I like 
take a full like hour out of my day just to like okay this has to be like this it has to be this perfect and i don't know it's like i almost get enjoyment out of being like oh will they reply or not and when they reply i'm kind of like ah fuck now i've actually got to do something <laughs> like it's kind of i want to have work from it but i also like the enjoyment of oh when will they reply will they reply the thrill of, like, the, thrill of the chase oh literally it's literally that <laughs> It is talk trying to talk to clients or like potential clients is awful because some of them just as you said just don't get it like i had a these guys who i knew had like a clothing company and i did a job for someone they know previous and they were like yo will you do a uh, a shoot for us and i was like oh yeah candy i like your stuff and they're like yeah but it'll be this amount of money i was like not for that i'm not and it's just like <laughs> it's just like you got to know your worth kind of thing like yeah like especially now, like especially for you, Luca, you've got like you have some form of backing behind you, and like even with Jack, Jack bagged his job off making an Instagram account, and now you you can bag jobs off and like talking to bigger people because you have this following now, which is like it's about leverage you as well. Mm. Yeah, you hundred percent. You have lev- you have leverage in there. Because obviously not mm. now, but in the beginning, you got to leverage. That's why I got these jobs because people wanted social media, they wanted to grow their business. Because have- remember the one company I worked for, they wanted um, like they wanted to grow their page because people who weren't as good were getting jobs just because they had a bunch of followers. They wanted a little bit of help, yeah. help with that. So it's about giving them worth for... Yeah, it's about what can what you can give them and what they can give you kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah. you give them you give them a sick video and they'll give you 500 quid. Yeah. And like, that's how, that's how it works. But I think... On, oh, I don't know, but I'd assume that it's fine to cold call when you're doing photography and videography because it's worked for you. But I wouldn't recommend yeah. doing cold calling for a film. Oh no way! No way! Not on like cold calling. No. Not not on a job like yours. It's there's like, a difference, every, every like, single, especially every single job that's like a proper where I'm proper proper cold called. I haven't got that job, but where no, I've emailed in reply to a job. Mm. I've got the job or they've come up for me I've got the job but if I've just cold called them without you know yeah, saying, if you've got any work going on they don't bother. you get a bit of you get a bit of interest like I've had a bit of interest on stuff like if you email people be like oh I'm interested in your company or your brand kind of thing yeah. then they might give you like a bit of work experience and then that can lead to something but in terms of what I do if you're doing like a one to one like videography shoot say for I don't know, like a beer company, you literally just hit them up in the DMs and just be like, right, this is what I do. Here's some. This is who I am. This is what I've done. This is an example of my work. Hit me back if you want more details. Mm-hmm. Then you start talking with them, and never ever give them rates on the mm-hmm. first go. If they want to call you up and yeah. talk about rates, don't give them a rate because you'll regret it. Like you'll you'll give them a, a number and be like, shit, I could have got another three hundred quid out of that or something. Yeah. Maybe like rethink about ten minutes. What's the budget? So yeah, they give you like commercial really shoots as well. Yeah, yeah. the budget, the budget uh, first as well. But five hundred. With uh, what I'd say to beginners as well, with with rates and stuff like that, is I always say this when I get asked the question: is think of a number that they'd be like comfortable charging, and they think that their work is you know worth that. 
put yeah. that number out there and like kind of get the mean audience of what response they're getting from that. If mm. everyone's saying yes and like biting the hand off for it, up the price. If everyone's saying no, mm. then you need to bring it down. Yeah. If you're yeah. getting a bit, you know, bit of both, then it's cool to stick at that for a bit and just and just go from there. And it's it's like a, in the beginning, it's like That's a good volume advice. thing. It's just it's just getting out there and, and flying out to as many as many clients mm. as you possibly can and just DM. You know, when I first started, I was like commenting on and DMing over 100 accounts a day, easily over 100 a day. Was it companies you and, were like uh, doing from it that, to? You know, all sorts. So like just in general, commenting on other people's uh, work and stuff like that to build like that community aspect and it kind of like gets your name out there and you link with other people and 100%. through that I've made loads loads of friends and contacts all over the world just from doing that on Instagram yeah 100% and um, that I now see I've, I've shot with these people I've just uh, and that's literally just started from an Instagram comment on on each other's posts and uh, and then with companies same thing as well and just treat it as like a nurturing a relationship with them. It like kind of starts out as just like liking their stuff, you know, hit them up and tell them that you love what they do. You know, you know, nine times out of ten they might not check you out, but then if they do, they check your profile, they like your stuff, then they, you know, then they get in touch. That's what I've found a lot of the time with that kind of stuff. Is if you're putting out content uh, mm. all the time on social, then they'll like it. 100%. I would say full videography is a lot different with cold calling because. When you cold call a company, they might have, you might be the only person trying to ask for a video. But when you're trying to cold call a mm. production company, mm. they'll have 50, 100, sometimes even a thousand people email, emailing them trying to get a job for you. So you, you're not going to be special. You need to, it's not going to work trying to cold call with films. Because you'll be one. What's the process with that? What, what did you, what did you um, do at first to get on those sets, to get those jobs and build up that way? Well, I did the Instagram thing, so they would message me, or I'd message them with Instagram. Well, first I'd make a make a connection, not ask for a job, nothing, just be like, "Hi, how you doing?" Have a nice little chat. Know, yeah, just just talk to them, create a connection, so they know who I am. Mm-hmm. So you've already, or just by doing that, you've already one up the other thousand people that are cold. Who couldn't even get a DM back? Know. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then you that, get, then you get, then you ask for their luck pack. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you need to know that if there's no jobs on, they'll just forget you. You need to make sure that you know there's a job going and be like, oh, do you need a run off that day or something? But now, it's a mix where people come to me for jobs from previous jobs or me just being on yeah. Facebook. That you know, people post stuff on Facebook asking for people. Um, I should do it that way. Um, but it's a, it's a good way of doing it. And definitely, that's why it's good yeah. to make connections while you're on set, because, or just in general, mm-hmm. like, even connecting with a potential client like they could lead you to another person like i've definitely mm-hmm. found that because i feel like the people who i met on set the other week have been really helpful and they're like oh if i've got any more jobs we'll like potentially send me away so i'm like sick and even with like working with clients like the current client i'm working with i mentioned a minute ago working for this hot sauce company he's helped me out so much because he just he's just talked to me about like business and stuff i help him out and then he helps me out so yeah. he'll help me find like other potential clients and stuff because he like distributes to other people who like might want video and stuff and it's just all just useful stuff there's like this is like useful to have links like even if it's like making a short like 30 second video for someone here minute long thing for here five instagram mm. posts for this person it's all good stuff and it can all just be chucked onto that that, that yeah. portfolio or your instagram because that's what people look at the instagram is your new portfolio portfolio yeah 
but I would say if you do ever get on a set, just make it doesn't. They don't care if you know everything. Because the person I worked with, worked with regularly, he chose me because you know I was happy to be there. I was positive. I did anything he asked me to do. Um, asked a bunch of questions and stuff. So like, even though at, at that time they haven't got experience, he chose me over someone who's been in the game for ages, but just been miserable or negative. So as long as you're yeah. positive and happy and whatnot <laughs> and willing to learn, then that's you, true. That's true. Is is it's all about the vibes. It's, it's like it's like ninety nine percent. You gotta it's have that attitude to just want to do it. Hundred percent. It's just you've got to just hustle, hustle, hustle. And I've definitely, especially this year, I've noticed like this year's been a shit year for most things. But for <laughs> me personally, in terms of like growing myself as like a brand or you've got to consider yourself as a brand like you're Luca J. Peterson you're Jack Brooks you're Callum Brumhead you're your own thing um, yeah. I feel like growing that as a thing has been really good for me this year because I've had so much time to learn stuff and like to be able to just put stuff out there and just mm. contact people and just learn how to do different things has been sick like I don't think if it wasn't this year I wouldn't have had time to start a podcast mm. and I wouldn't have had time to do different things and like if it wasn't for different things like TikTok I feel like TikTok's a really great way of like as I said, meeting new people and stuff like I found Luca through TikTok and Jack and I found like um the guys who were on the podcast last week, I found them through TikTok and different things. And it's just like the amount of people I find on there, you can just start DMing people from there and you just go for it really. Not that you find clients through TikTok. Mm. Have you started posting on there? I have posting. I, I stopped for I've stopped for ages because I haven't had time. I've been clogged up mm-hmm. with uni work, but I might start reposting on there again. TikTok is free audience, man. It's free audience at the it moment. Since it, early it. days of of. Why not? I, oh yeah, yeah. Because the NDAs, NDAs, phone out on I've, I've the set. Like six months to a year to finally post something after a film. Yeah. And by so then, it's phone out on set. Just, just be recording yeah. and be like, oh, no, nothing, no, nothing I, I, going I, on. I here. always record stuff. I just can't post it. It's just for keepsake, isn't it? Just a, Jack, Jack will post on the camera. Jack will post on the camera association. Man, that's <laughs> funny, man. Yeah, dead now. It, it, it still has got followers, but I don't. Yeah, I don't use it in donkeys. Nah, it's just one of those things. Dead in the water. But there you go. You get. I think you get used to this kind of. This kind of stuff, though, especially with like the industry we're in. It's just a case of. You get used to being told can't post yeah. this till then, kind of thing. Uh, Even with client work. Yeah. But, but do you feel like videography is a much faster turnaround? You could oh yeah, oh, photography yeah. Where yeah. Well, the thing is, I want I want to go into set photography. I want to do um, still oh, yeah. still um, you should get set photography. Yeah. You should get in touch with them. Someone called yeah, Rekka similar, similar to that. She does. Who? Yeah, I, just... I work with Rekka Garton. She's a unit stills. There's so many people, but I've got like a mass. I've literally have a massive list really? of emails and like phone numbers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've like loads of different people That's I need to contact. Send Jack your send Jack your work and he'll he'll hook you up. Yeah, the port really is still good. being made. We talk about we talk about hooking we talk about hooking each other up with jobs as if they're some kind of drugs, but to us it's about that's the next best thing. You get a massive buzz so. Uh, you get a big buzz out of it. <laughs> Landing a client is like the best feeling ever. Just oh, like, yeah. come on, but money in the bank this month. Let's money. go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
pay off my 1DX. <laughs> we're eating. <laughs> we're eating this month. He's like, yes, that's paying for that. That's paying for that. Uh, that crispy 50 mil uh, 1.2 lens. Come on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Jesus Christ. Always invest. Always invest. That's what we were that's saying. Like, always invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Like you're growing yourself as, as yeah. I said, a brand. If you don't, if you're not investing in yourself, then there's there's something up. Yeah. So you many ways to make money, but you ain't fully committed. If, if I didn't, because I know Luke said as well, if you didn't invest in the camera, editing software, um, mm. m- my personal AC kit you know, tripods, everything, gimbals, whatever. If you didn't invest in that, then you wouldn't get the jobs, would you? Um, Game over. And even more jobs. So, if you don't invest I wouldn't in probably have been to going to uni if I hadn't. So. Yeah. Exactly. But what personal kit do you use uh, mainly, Jack? Like, what, what personal uh, kit have you got? I mean, I always show you, but I left it uh, at the studio. But, <laughs> I mean, I've... I've, I've, I've I've got my little, my, little, my little AC pouch on me, so I keep it on me. It's got all my tape and scissors, T-bar, bongo ties, everything you need to do. Something the essentials. The essentials. Yeah, just, mm. uh, fix it, mark it. Uh, but those. But what Jack isn't telling you is that they, I have one as well, but those, uh, those straps are perfect for storing snacks and drinks in. They're exactly oh, yeah. the right size. 100%. And at the, and at Man, the right I, height I, I, as well. I, Mate, on set I'm called a snack man, mate, because I hide Kit Kats in my little pouch and give out to everyone. <laughs> you're not the dealer. Yeah. I'm, I'm the dealer. You're the Kit Kat dealer. You're the Kit Kat dealer. I might change your name on Snapchat to that, Jack. The Kit Kat yeah, dealer. The Kit Kat dealer. Yeah, new street name. There you go. The Jack, Jack Bricks, the, Jack Bricks, oh, the Kit Kat bu- dealer. I've got a bunch of tape over here as well. Yeah, I've got... I got some I got some gaff and electrical tape for my birthday and I was pretty or late birthday present. I was pretty excited about it. I've never I've ne- like you'd never think you'd get so excited about getting electrical tape for your birthday. I was gonna say like, that's that's something. Yeah, it's useful though. Well. Open, open up a present and just but Jack, is, but Jack just some tape. More but it's tape. You. Yeah, Jack's got Jack's got so much. Jack's got so much tape he is making. Jack's got so much tape he doesn't know what to do with it. You sent me the video. Jack sent me a whole like walkthrough of his bag, uh, like a complete like guide to his ACM bag. It was quite, it was quite, it was quite interesting. My bag is full of tape. It's ridiculous. Jack, I think that calls for a what's in my uh, what's in my camera bag YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. Say, tape. <laughs> or, or a TikTok. Hi, my name's Jack Brooks. Tape. I'm welcome to my uh, uh, what's in my bag TikTok. More tape. Kit Kat tape. <laughs> yeah, just be tape, tape, <laughs> Kit Kat tape, tape, Kit tape. Kat. Oh, a, a jelly bean or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally just gonna be that's Jack's life from now on. That's gonna be near Jack's autobiography in twenty in 50, 40 years time. Tape, tape, <laughs> Kit Kat. The story of Jack Brooks, the AC. Jesus. <laughs> That'll be it. My AirPods are about to die, unfortunately. I think we should call it there, boys. Say, we have so, run over so much. We're, we're, we're like, this is a long this podcast. Is crazy long. This is a, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, Jack. Jack Brooks, where can the people so. of the internet oh, yeah. find you? Shake stuff out. Plug. 
Jack M. Brooks with an E. Jack M. Brooks. Okay, okay nice. Yeah, Jack M. Brooks. Mr. Mr. Luca J. Peterson, where can the people find you and on the internet? So you can find me on TikTok at at Luca J. Peterson, just the letter J. Uh, on Instagram, it is Luca Peterson, and on YouTube, it is Luca J. Peterson as well. So, yeah, that's where you can Go find Go check me. them out. They have crazy, crazy content. All right, boys, thank you for coming on. It has been crazy. It has been an absolute mishmash of conversations. Yeah. We got off topic mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> I have no clue how this is going to turn out or sound in post, but we'll figure that out later, I guess. Hopefully. So, hopefully thank you guys for coming on. <laughs> Me and Cam should hopefully see you next week, but if we don't, we'll probably speak to you all. We'll probably speak again, yeah. Cam, in like another month's time. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll get better at it. Trust me. <laughs> the last time we spoke, the iPhone was about to come out, and I've been trying to talk to you about the iPhone for like a month now, and it's literally out, and everyone has it. Literally. So the next podcast yeah. is going to end up to whether the I iPhone mean, 12 or month later. I spent 12 months later. <laughs> a month, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, it's good. Right. I think I'll cover it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Thank you, guys. We'll see you, we'll see you in the next one. Awesome. Cheers, guys. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to eat.